before, retainer of semen and lifter of weights. He is wild, hairy, dominant, breathing into his balls and bonding with his bros. And more than anything, he charges you monthly for his content. Welcome to Man Clan. We are your alpha hosts and paragons of masculinity. Annie Kelly and Julian Field. New year, new man clan. But while a new annual beginning can be a time of optimism and restored hope for many, we've decided to get even more depressing about the future of masculinity in today's episode. If you've spent any amount of time online in the last year, you'll have heard of Andrew Tate. The kickboxer-turned-influencer gained a huge amount of press in 2022 for his viral surge across TikTok and YouTube, all leading up to an astonishing end-of-year climax when he, his brother Tristan, and two women were arrested by Romanian authorities as part of what has been termed an ongoing investigation into human trafficking, rape, and organized crime. Very nice to see that you're respecting your local laws by quoting someone else saying these things. Yeah, there's gonna be gonna be a lot of that this episode. Well, you know, that's why I'm here, so I can say that things you can't from <laughs> America, the land of free speech. This is the true special relationship. This came as a shock to a lot of people. Most of all, Tate's many fanboys, who immediately began constructing conspiracy theories that their guru had been silenced by the Matrix, a term Tate frequently adopts to refer to his various shadowy and powerful enemies. So, like, what if Keanu Reeves were a rapist? <laughs> <laughs> this is good, it's already working. I know coercion. <laughs> In fact, when you begin digging into the allegations, the really shocking thing is that Tate managed to avoid being charged with something for so long. After doing enough research into the various horrible things he not only bragged about doing, but literally advertised, you view him less as a powerless agent subjugated by the omnipotent system, and more of a man who seems to be almost supernaturally blessed with good luck. If we want to run with the Matrix allegory, he's less Neo and more Cypher, getting rewarded with a charmed virtual life after betraying all of his buddies. But we'll get to all that later. The charges against Tate are so dark and ugly that I feel like talking about them immediately would just make Julian and I, not to mention you, our gentle and precious listener, too upset to continue. Yeah, we have to take good care of you, mother you, make sure your testosterone levels are high, you're feeling very <laughs> strong, shield you, shelter you. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. When Julian and I were in the planning stages for this podcast, we both thought of Andrew Tate as nothing more than your typical Playboy-style manosphere grifter. We weren't even sure he was relevant or interesting enough to get his own episode. This was all before his content began flooding TikTok in August 22, after a multi-level marketing scheme of his called Hustlers University meant clips of him began overwhelming the platform, seeping into school playgrounds and causing a national outcry here in the UK. I ended up on a video game playing with uh, someone who, who turned out to be 18. And it was really interesting to hear his perspective on Tate, which is like this weird cop-out where he was like, he's funny. Mm. You, you know what I mean? There's this sense of yeah. like, this gets stuck in the eye of like all the kind of scolds in my life. Yeah. And I think that's a big appeal of Andrew Tate's is, you know. It's like he's a clown, but he's a clown that pisses your mom off specifically. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. an Andrew Dice Clay in that way where, you know, it's like the the forbidden misogyny. Yeah. It's funny, I've sort of 
written in a lot of this episode stuff about his influence in playgrounds and schools here in the UK because that's mostly the stuff I've been reading. Uh, there's actually been stuff where like schools have had to band together and create Andrew Tate special seminars and assemblies where they like teach their school kids that he's not cool. Yeah, I mean, they should put his face up at the entrance of every single school like the people who steal from convenience stores. <laughs> So I wasn't sure if it was a US phenomenon, but I was actually on the phone today in a group Zoom call with some other people who study the far right and adjacent stuff. And one of these guys was a teacher and he was saying that he was just doing like some classes with some ninth grade boys. And when they had to like write down their names, like two of them wrote Andrew Tate. So oh. it's obviously spread to America as well. Oh boy. At least they didn't write top G. Yeah. <laughs> It was most likely a very exciting moment for Tate, who always wanted very badly to be famous. He spent a great deal of his life toiling towards this singular goal, first in the world of kickboxing, then the British reality TV circuit, and finally the digital minds of the Manosphere, only occasionally popping up to brief viral relevance before being quickly forgotten. This is how he first appeared on My Radar. In 2019, he posted a viral thread on Twitter mocking Star Wars fans in order to sell them his various business and dating courses. The thread was emblematic of Tate's carefully honed social media style. Like lots of Manosphere influencers, he posts inflammatory and provocative statements to rile people up and boost his own profile. What's different about Tate, and I think a curiously British way of doing things, is he often takes aim at his own fan base rather than the more well-worn trolling targets of blue-pilled liberals and feminazis. One way he frequently does this is by zeroing in on incredibly normal activities that nearly everyone does, and claiming in typically hyperbolic language that this makes you poor, beta, and repulsive to women. For our most innocent listeners, who are not already familiar with Tate's content, Here's an example of what I'm talking about. The only water I drink is sparkling water because sparkling water is for rich people. And I'll tell you why. You can get non-carbonated water, still water, from the fucking tap. The government gives you that shit effectively for free. Sparkling water you have to buy. So if you only drink sparkling water, you only drink rich man's water. I explained this to someone, some bumbakla, and of course he replied with the typical, but I don't like sparkling you don't like sparkling water? You don't like water? Yeah, but the bubbles! The bubbles? You scared of bubbles, you little bitch? You've been listening to a sample of Man Clan, a 10-part series that is being published on QAA's premium podcast feed, which you can get access to for just five bucks a month by going to patreon.com slash Anonymous. You'll also get access to all of Travis View's first season of Trickle Down, as well as an extra episode of QAA for every regular one, and access to our entire archive of premium episodes. Join the Man Clan. <laughs>